0: Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas, delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that will help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash. and into the Breach.
1: Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got you six, we got you back. Got you six, we got, got you back. I got you six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD, but my opinions come from me. Yeah, I got you six, we got you back. I got you six. We got you back.
0: I got you six. We got you back. I got you six. Okay. Oh. George Baronis III is a United States Recon Marine Veteran, Athlete, and Performance Coach. George is the director of training and programming with Softly, a tactical fitness and human performance company. George is passionate about helping other athletes achieve their highest potential and reaching their goals with a complete approach to health and wellness. George suffered abuse when he was a kid and almost didn't finish high school, but he powered through all those challenges and now shares his inspiring story of survival to help not only veterans, but anyone struggling with mental health. He calls on veterans to reach out to others, including himself, if they need any help. George firmly believes that what he heals within himself, he heals within the world. In 2007, George enlisted in the United States Marine Corps, where he served for over seven years with deployments to both Afghanistan and Iraq. He served as a recon communicator and then as a basic reconnaissance course instructor. He's currently working on a sports psychology degree from Grand Canyon University and is expected to graduate in the spring of 2022. Sixers, George Baronis III is here. I'm sure if you're anywhere in the tactical space, you've heard of him. If you haven't, you're going to know people that have heard of him. One of the premier director of training and programming over at SoftLead. We've gone back and forth a lot. I'm just super excited to have you here. George.
1: Dude, it's awesome to be on. I love what you're doing with the podcast. We've had many conversations prior to, one, the podcast ever being created. Two, you've also been on our podcast, which we're getting ready to drop here. It's dropped already. We'll be pushing out a link and through social media, obviously. But the conversations we've had offline have been amazing. And the way you introduced me made me sound way more cool than I really am. And my wife will sit here and tell you he's not that cool. So I appreciate you pumping me up, dude. And, and I'm excited to be on the show today, man. Like I said, the things that you're doing from you know the servant leadership to bringing yourself full circle to help others is really enlightening and something we need currently right now, especially in the times in which we live when it comes to the tactical population. And I'm excited to sit and talk shop today and, and help get that word out to continue creating a different conversation that creates change.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words. I did mention about Softly, right? And Softly has been around for a number of years. And really recently, there's been some massive upgrades to the app. Would love for you to kind of dive into that a little bit.
1: Yeah, man, you know, without getting too crazy into the app, or at least the back end of the app, because it's, there's been a lot of work on the backside of the Softly app for quite a few years now to go ahead and obviously upgrade it and give it the tools that it needs. And one big thing we just dropped was the offline version, which a lot of guys have reached out to us and females have reached out to us being deployed overseas, traveling. They don't have access to Wi-Fi. So they ended up needing this offline version. And this has come from the necessity of taking from the idea of PDFs. In the generation that we're in today, we're kind of evolving into, hey, we need to meet everyone where they're at. So really trying to take this idea of PDF style programs and put them into an app that tracks your information, helps you build a community. It not only gives you strength and conditioning program, but also throws a nutrition on a very most simple, basic format possible. You can pick the days you you know you want to get a grocery list from. It takes you how to go and bit your groceries with a checklist. It breaks down how to cook your meals as well as gives you your own macronutrients for specific outcomes you want from performance to leaning out to gaining weight to you know just maintaining an overall healthy lifestyle. It's been awesome to be a part of the company since 2015. It's how long we've been a company and the progression of our company. And and realistically, what is Softly, right? That's a question everyone wants to hear because everyone assumes that it's only for the soft operator, where that's not the case. The the Softly programming is for anybody and everybody who's looking to go ahead and get an edge on their lifestyle. Yes, do we cater to improving human performance in the tactical population? A hundred percent, but there's a lot of parallels that go into our general pop that could gain a lot of education and, and, and develop the curiosity to go ahead and make themselves better. And that's what we're doing with, with the app now come and with the app and as a company going on, you can say almost six years coming up now. And it's been, you know, amazing to see the company grow, not just from the app perspective, but also the die living perspective, right? The die living aspect of soft Lead is kind of the motto of like, Hey, we should always live our life living, meaning we should always take those chances to do something really cool and gain experiences and become the storyteller that we really are. That's, that's ultimately the kind of way I like to look at that.
0: I love that. And full disclosure, we use a Soft Lead app here at the house uh, in, in our home gym, my wife and I. Shout out Lindsay. But there's a lot of different things that you talked about you, that encompass the six questions we ask here in the Got Your Six podcast, right? That structure that you're able to find within the Soft Lead app. Let's look at you, George, and what structure or something that you've taken from being in the military based on your background, what we kind of covered in the bio for this episode. What is something you implement daily that you took away from your time in the military?
1: It's a great question. It's something that one I've had to really kind of gather myself and not just cuz of you're asking this question, but it's something that I've had to kind of take a step back and look how I've gotten to my gone to where I am today as, as George Briones, not Sergeant Briones. I've also had to go ahead and look and understand that hey, Sergeant Briones was a peak performer, so is George Briones. He's a peak performer. What allowed for Sergeant Briones to perform at such a high level in such high-risk environments? Oh, wow, I was taught these things. It was structure, it was discipline. I was, I was drilled and, and I created my own willpower and grit through the experiences I gained in the military and previously to that. And that holds a lot of power and a lot of energy. We end up missing how to transfer that into our civilian life. Right. So you said it perfectly before the show. Was this idea of like the long the LeBron James years or the Michael Jordan years? Those continue on as long as you can go ahead and take care of yourself and understand. You know what are some of these things you implement daily? Well, let's go ahead and talk about being able to manage those tactical pauses between transitions between you know your work, your training session, hanging out with your family, and checking in on yourself. You know, when I was in a patrol in Afghanistan at nighttime, you know we're moving across terrain. MVGs are on, it's 80 degrees out because it's the summer of Afghanistan, 2010, and you're walking in a ranger file line. Yeah, the ranger file is just a straight line. Straight line, right? You're following in line with each other from one behind, and you know, you're just first within five to 10 meters, and you're doing your security thing. Well, what's cool about that is at times, whenever we came to a, 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 a choke point or a danger in your area, we always had to go ahead and do a security hold. And what did that security help do for us? Well, it was able for us to kind of regain our composure, communicate with each other on what's about to go on. And we need to go ahead and make sure that we are set up to go ahead and get across this open danger area, danger area, or whatever choke point we see. What's cool about that is I've taken the idea of that as one of the hardest things we can do is transition between point A to point B. Everyone knows how to work in point A. Everyone knows how to work in point B. But it's really hard to have that transferability or have that transition be as smooth and as efficient as possible. So one thing I've taken from the military is this tactical pause, meaning we talked about it before coming on the show, right? I had a busy morning. I ended up not getting, like seeing the wife, the kiddo, until maybe 1.45, she was going down for a nap. I ended up sitting there talking with her for a little bit, lost track of time. I was like, oh shit, come back over here. But again, it's learning how to manage those transitions, utilizing tactical pauses. And you're where am I going with the tactical pause? It's a self-check-in, just as much as it a team check-in. So I'm taking this dynamic of working in a team and just turning it more into an internal process for myself to check in and be like, all right, where am I at? Where's my headspace? Am I good to rock and roll for this next thing that I got to do? Because it allows for me to have the skill sets and the ability and the energy to go ahead and be fully present in that next moment.
0: Taking the concept of a tactical pause and applying it to what most people define as the most tumultuous time in that transition period and using that as a point of reflection is so powerful. Yeah. It it really is because that's the best time to look inward and say, "What we've done, where we're going to go, and how have we changed from when we started?" Because too often we just want to go forward and just keep moving forward. And you do need to take, you know, as we say on the show from time to time, right? You need to take a knee and drink some water.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, the whole whole cliche saying you have to take a knee and change your socks, or however you want to look at that, right? It's it's the idea. So we're, we're again where I come back to this idea of we were taught self aid, buddy aid, cormon aid. Meaning that if something was to happen to me in an event, I need to be able to provide self care before my buddy can. And then once I'm doing that, my buddy then can provide self care for me. And then it transitions up from my buddy taking care of me. I can now go to the corpsman. no matter what the situation is. And hopefully we don't have to move up those different tiers. Maybe we can just stop ourselves at self aid where ultimately that's where we hold the most power, right? Like That's where we can anchor ourselves to. And if we don't take control of that, we're we don't have the ability to then ask for help through buddy aid or be able to ask for that corpsman aid as we need to and transitioning that from the tactical language into everyday language self-aid social support aid professional aid that simple it's it's our job to take care of ourselves and i think you know one of those first easy steps i've done is taking from the military is that tactical pause that security halt right like Real quick. It doesn't have to be a a, a meditation session where I close my eyes and I breathe through my nose and sit there for five minutes. No, it's literally. All right, cool. I got done with my work right now. I've been on it for four hours. All right. What's next? How do I feel? Do I need to get some food? Do I need to get some water? Do I need to take a nap real quick? You know, before I go into my next thing, do I need to get outside for a quick, some air and then go and transition to the next portion to allow for me to be fully present. And, and again, maybe that's just me compartmentalizing things because as a reconnaissance instructor, when we're teaching these, these concepts to these students, to these ropers, when they're in their, their school phase, when they're in patrol phase, when they've been now working with us for two, to two months and they're going into this phase where they have to learn how to go ahead and take everything they were taught by learning how to think on their own and apply it into a mission set. And they have to learn how to back plan. They need to go ahead and make warning orders. They have to understand this idea of reverse engineering before they get into the mission. Why? Because once you're in the mission, the mission's the mission. But it's how you get there. And it's how you transition out of the mission that's going to prepare you for the follow on missions.
0: Speaking of transition, you've both been a student and an instructor. So over, say, the last five years, what have you taught yourself, learned, grown in terms of like a belief, behavior, habit that has greatly improved your life?
1: Man, that's a, that's a deep question.
0: (laughs) Hard hitting journalism here on the podcast. No kidding.
1: You know, I'm going to go ahead and get really spiritual here. And a lot of it has been able to reconnect to who I am from a, a soul and spirits perspective. I'm not going to lie to you. I used, I grew up being a very religious kid. You know, I I was, I grew up in the Catholic religion just because my grandmother, my grandpa, I went to school for, I went to a Catholic school for four years. (laughs) I was an altar boy. Not many things I've ever said before. Like those are the things I did growing up. And as I joined the military, I kind of detached my anchor from that world because I believe that's what was going to keep me alive. And when I look back at it now, when I go through that whole time period, what's helped me kind of regain my humanity and who I am today is reconnecting to that spiritual side of my life. Not saying religious, I'm saying spiritual side, meaning that I do believe in eternity and I believe in angels and I believe in a higher power. And I also believe the Holy Spirit lives within us. So to answer that question out of not just the military and the kid and some of those things from that world, it's literally me being able to recognize that I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm able to connect myself and I can go if I can hold on to that and stay attached to my heart from that perspective and from that, from those actions and the way I live my life, it allows me to stay grounded and keep me who I am and continue moving forward and transitioning from these different places of in which I've been, you know, (laughs) and 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 who and identities that I've become for a little bit.
0: Sure. Being that you've de-anchored at one point, how do you continue to make sure that anchor is still there and you're continuing to work at keeping attached now so you don't go down that path of not being spiritual?
1: So here's another thing that I learned from the military, especially working in a reconnaissance team. You have to be as transparent with yourself and your buddies to the left and right of you to stay alive. So what have I done for myself? I've learned to go ahead and be as transparent to myself as possible because then the people around me then can be transparent for themselves. It's understanding how a team works and how you should work within that team to not only hold yourself accountable into a specific standard that you can meet, you know that you can do it, but also ones of meeting those guys to the left and right of you, the ladies to the left and right of you, and just carrying that out to your everyday life and being able to foster an environment to allow for you to grow, to go ahead and develop that inner relationship of yourself. Again, being 100% transparent, man, that's, that's honestly something I've had to learn <laughs> over the the six years I've been out, you know, trying to get myself back to who I am of what I really love to do. I'm a creative person, dude. I've known that. I grew up painting. I grew up playing music. I grew up playing sports. I enjoyed all those things. What am I doing again now? At, at, at the age of 33 now, being out of the military for six years, I draw, I paint. You know, those are my kids. Those are things I do with my kids for fun. What do I enjoy doing for fun? Oh, I like to go ahead and do photography. I love to write. Now, I love to read. I love to have these conversations on podcast. I'm just a creative, dynamic thought uh, individual who thinks in a very deep way. And learning how to bring those to shows like this to you know, I not not everybody's cup of tea. I get it, but it's really cool that I can now sit here and have the ability to articulate what's going in my head. To an audience, whoever's listening, whoever's going to read a book that I write, whoever's going to look at my photos, I'm able to go ahead and develop the same color cup that they're looking at because I learned how to create that universal transparency for myself and everyone around me.
0: I know you're a fan of the show. So you've already answered another question, right? <laughs> looking at what, what scalability talent are you showing up for now that you're kind of revisiting? And this, and this time it's content creation, really like looking at different mediums, whether it be art, drawing, painting, writing, re, you know speaking and allowing your thoughts to go out there but really forcing you to be understanding of your ego where you know you're hitting the delete key or you're erasing or like you're you're taking mistakes and then leveraging them then to continue to
1: create yes and and, and again a lot of that comes from you know my experience downrange being deployed you know i had a, a good friend of mine we were talking the other day about the situation that's going on and I really haven't had much to say about it, but I just kind of conversated and wrote a piece about it. But I've been talking to dudes via text message, phone calls. Like that's what I've been doing. And a lot of it's just been coming down. So it's like, how do we go ahead and teach these new soldiers, these new war fighters, what we learned when we were downrange. And it's like the only way they can learn is by doing, because we learn our lessons through blood, to be completely honest. So when we go ahead and live our life today, when you go ahead and look at that skill set, it's being able to take the experiences in which you're in And being able to change a perspective to go ahead and help you, to help armor you to go ahead and be ready for whatever's to come. And that was the biggest thing I've learned from my time in the military as being a tactical professional was, all right, I had to learn these skills to go ahead and keep me alive in combat. Now, the risk in which I live in today is not as high, but those same skill sets can be applied to my everyday life if I just learn how to take and change and manipulate the colors in which they are for me now in the life I live. And that has been the skill set of being like, I've got all these skills, right? I know how to observe very well. I know how to listen very well. And I've had to go back to learning how to do those things because I got away from them for so long. Because just like everyone else, you get out of the military, what do you say? Fuck it. YOLO. I'm going to go think. I, I know the whole world. And it doesn't work that way. You have to understand is if you just joined the military from being 18 years old, you lived with mom and pop for a very long time. You join the military, you now are being taken care of by mom and pop at a higher level. It's not mom and pop. You get a paycheck every two weeks. You get chow. You have a place to live. Those are things you don't ever really have to worry about. Like a lot of individuals who leave their house at the age of 18 and go to school, it's a little bit different. So when we get out of the military, we have to retrain ourselves to go ahead and live within a a world that we haven't lived in before, to be completely honest. Right. So it's like, how do we take those skill sets that we've learned in the military and, and and even for the fire department firefighters, LEO, first responders, how do you take what you've learned there and apply it to your everyday life? Because ultimately at the end of the day, your profession is gonna go ahead and change multiple times. But as the human, you're always going to be the human, and that's what matters.
0: Throughout this conversation, you really have gone back to like what you knew before the military, you've found your way back to like for whatever reason. You you drifted away, and discovered yourself, whether it be in combat or other places. But you kind of come back to where you were, you know, before joining the military. Is there I don't know, like a book or maybe like a YouTube video or something that you've kind of seen along the way that has allowed for that influence to occur, or really just greatly influenced your life?
1: No, I, I, there's no book for this, man. I'm gonna be completely honest. I can't sit here and tell you. There's the, here's the secret magic red pill that will go ahead and help you fix your life. The, the only thing that I've found from this, and yes, have I had inspiration from others? Have I been influenced by others 100%? And I can sit here and give you all the names, but ultimately the only person that actually created the life today is me by doing, showing up every single fucking day. I listened to a, a creative writing podcast this morning and the author's name that they podcast was Amy... Harmon, Amy Harmon, she, she's written like 15 books. She's totally just one of the coolest people I've ever heard talk on a podcast about her writing life and what she's done. And she's, you know, questions similar, kind of what we're talking about was what, what's your why and and what made you write these, this, this way? And how'd you find structure? And, and ultimately she was like, I just was learned by doing, I read more, I wrote more, I, I did it out of necessity. And it was like, holy shit, everything I did in the military was out of necessity to survive, right? So it's now, it's like, well, everything I need in my life today, out of necessity. I should be creating to that, right? I should be able, if I need to do ahead, like we talked about prior to the show, maybe developing better content for the performance podcast for Softly. Why? That's out of necessity to do what? To continue moving the ball forward. And that's ultimately how I look at it, no matter what. Yeah, because that necessity allows you to thrive. 100%. Right, it, it's it's a necessity. You need it. It's part of who you are. It's that whole idea. Like my soul craves creativity. It creates conversation. It craves me to go ahead and share these dynamic thought processes with the world to just make them think differently. That's all that I'm here for. Right, I'm here to be a great father, a great husband, a great friend. You know, we've built a connection over the couple of years that we've been in contact with each other, and we're finally sitting here recording a show. But for those things to happen, we've had to put in our own actions to make it grow. Why? Because at a necessity, these are the conversations that need to be had.
0: And also through necessity, right? You learn lessons. And a lot of those lessons, unfortunately, come through failure, right? Yes. So where, where would be a specific failure? And I have a few that you, I think you might pick on. And if you go in a different direction, no, I'm open to that be. too. What, what failure has ultimately led to your greatest success? All of them. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But like,
1: I, and I know it sounds like, oh, that's a very like, you know, I have to be honest, man, like the, 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 the failures in which I've had, they, ha- there haven't been many, let's just say that there haven't been many failures, but when I have failed, the intensity of them have been really fucking devastating.
0: Oh yeah. It's a, it's a temporary, but it feels absolutely crushing. Correct. What would be one specifically?
1: It would be running my strength conditioning facility. The reason why I bring this out, it's something that I've carried with me for a very long time. I had the ability to communicate and take care of myself on a personal level. I believe that gym would still be going on. And ultimately when I failed to be able to maintain, maintain the gym and like I sold it, right. It's, and I came on to Softly, and it was a great thing of coming on with them. But ultimately my goal was to have a strength conditioning gym for the rest of my life. And just because of the personal issues that I had to fix on the outside was my resistance to actually thriving in that world. So I had to go ahead and call, had to actually put myself and be like, I need to fix myself before I can continue doing these things. So yes, it was a very bad time period in my life where it was the transition that was really hard. It led me into some really good places, but ultimately it was the failure that was the breacher charge to go ahead and get me ready to look at myself internally, not just from a professional standpoint.
0: And really understanding the importance of having that security hole in your life and saying, Hey, there's a lot going on, but at the core, at the end of the day, the red thread, as they say, I think, I don't know if you read that book or not, but like the connecting tissue that links all these problems together is me because I haven't been able to take care of myself.
1: Correct. A hundred percent. And that's ultimately what it came down to, you know, and, and I just a quick insight to what that looked like. You know, I got out of the military in 2014, October. November timeframe, I got out towards the back end. And I just engulfed myself into work. That's all I did was like, okay, cool. I'm going to now do this. I mean, I put my children to the side because I had just had another daughter coming away. I had my first one a few couple years back. It was like, all right, I need to go ahead and get out of the military, do X, Y, and Z and get myself established and go from there. And I didn't take care of myself from a personal standpoint. I just decided to engulf myself into the profession because that's what I've been taught in the military was it's only a profession. We never looked at the human aspect. And all of a sudden I just transferred over into my everyday life. Well, that was incuminant cumulative events over, you know, two and a half years of owning the gym, me selling it and then me hitting rock bottom, my rock bottom, right? I have multiple ones. When I was a drug addict as a kid, I had to fix myself so I can get in the military. My transition on the military probably wasn't the greatest, could have been better. But ultimately, what was the overarching theme of it all to where it was like, I need to fucking pause, check myself, and then go from here. Because I got put into a position with Softly to where if I wasn't okay, I'm not going to be working for the company for a very long time.
0: Right, yeah. And that's that's allowed you to be able to call on onto other veterans to let others know it's it's okay to reach out for help, right? Because you had to do the same thing at that point. Because up until, yes, you survived through those other you know rock bottom moments, but that was where you needed to be like, Hey, I'm not okay. I recognize I'm not okay. And here's what I need others to kind of help me to get out of this.
1: Correct. And it it took me another year or so, a year and a half to actually ask for that help because I I went the route of self-aid and sometimes the self-aid that I was using wasn't always the greatest approach, but it was what I needed in that time. I can go ahead and use ultra endurance. I got out of, I got out of selling that gym and I jumped right into an endurance world well, what did it teach me? It taught me how to feel. And it was something that I had to learn to do, but it was like, who put myself in that position to feel 78 miles into a hundred mile race, moving for 16 hours over 12 K invert. And you still have another seven K invert over another 50 K. You're going to feel a lot in that moment. And I'm saying everyone needs to go ahead and, and go run ultra marathons. No, it's just that that's where my pain tolerance was so high that I needed to go ahead and break myself. So I had to go ahead and find that feeling again. And from there, I had to reverse engineer and be like, all right, cool. Now I don't got to do this in such an unhealthy manner. I'm no longer chasing the dragon. I'm now befriending my dragon where I'm now able to sit there eye to eye with the dragon and have legit conversations with it. That's ultimately what I had to learn the next year and a half when I actually now had that time.
0: Yeah. And I, I know we're kind of wrapping this up at hindsight because it, it but it, it it does take time. There's the process and you need to understand and trust it. As you develop, like you said, your triage system was always self-aid and you realize, hey, I got to elevate this a little bit higher because it's outside of my scope, my periphery, my understanding, my knowledge.
1: Yeah. How long does it take a baby to walk? Let's just be completely honest. How long does it take for a baby to walk? On average, eight months to a year. That's eight to 12 months for a baby to learn how to walk. Yes, I understand they're going through developing and, and connecting a whole bunch of dynamic systems. CNS is moving. I, I get that. I can go down that route as well. But what it shows is how long it does take for something to go ahead and change from a neurological, biological perspective. And to do that, you need help, right? It's at the end of the day, I, and it's something we bring into softly so much right now is this biopsychosocial model, the interconnection between your psychological, your physiological, your social uh, so social support network, ultimately, right? How do you have all of that working in together as a whole instead of separate? Because without them integrated, you're only setting yourself up for failure. You have to learn how to first integrate, which let's go and figure these things out. Let's go and integrate them. And then from there, once we integrate, we then can innovate to something new. And that's what we need. But at the end of the day, though, I'm happy about my failures. I'm happy about the, the lows that I hit because again, without those lows, I wouldn't have been able to recognize the needs that I needed to get me back to a baseline that ultimately allowed me to live the life I'm living today right and actually be an asset to myself and bring value to myself but also as those to the left and right of me
0: so then let's not beat around the bush let's ask the million dollar question right now. How are you better than yesterday
1: oh uh, it's a good one you know i've said this I've said this plenty of times, and I'm pretty sure people will will get what I'm saying, but it's this idea of waking up every morning as I have to start climbing a new mountain, right? Like at the end of the day, I get to a peak. Cool, I'm there. <sighs> all right, I know the next morning I'm gonna to have to climb another mountain. What's gonna prepare me to be better to get up that mountain? I have to reflect on my day. All right, was I present with my wife? Did I listen to her? Was I all there for my kids? You know, did I give my 110% to my job to every person that I came in contact with and do those things? And if I am not able to say, yes, I did, then the next day I will then have to be better at it but I'm ultimately waking up every morning and like I have to climb the top of a mountain. I got to climb it. And you know, what, what comes with that is lessons day to day and being able to focus on you. So, you know, to answer your question, how are you better yourself than yesterday? I'm trying to be as fully transparent myself day to day. That's ultimately, and it goes back full circle to, you know, what are we implementing from the military? What books are there to help you get this in communication, you know, skills Whatever I see in the past five years in terms of failures and changes and, and new beliefs and behaviors, they've all been through learning how to be as transparent to myself as possible. And if you can go ahead and do that, you're better than you were yesterday.
0: There's a secret sauce. Using all of what he said in this episode, the security halts everything. Understanding the mountain you're climbing today is not the same mountain as you climbed yesterday. George, thank you so much. Where can people reach out to you? Where are they going to go to connect, talk, chat? see what you're up to, where are they going?
1: Dude, so you can check me out on social media. We'll be brionis underscore three. That'll be Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn, George Brionis. I'm setting that bad boy up. As well as you can email me at softleet.com or you can email me at my creative email, which will be AIMH, so adventure, adventures in my head, creative at gmo.com. So it's A-I-H-M creative at gmo.com. And you can also check out a couple of cool resources in which I'm loving what's happening is PB Avante. They're, they're doing some really good things for not just veterans, but active duty as well. Anyone who's served and the idea is the idea behind, behind the whole nonprofit is returning back to your, your patrol base. So you have a place to come and have that social support network on a huge global, as well as a local level. And if you haven't looked into them, check out their local chapters, which, what does that mean? Each state or city will have a regional captain who puts on monthly events and they can change from, you know, doing yoga, barbecues, photography, hikes, all those kinds of things. And I'm currently uh, as well as putting together something for Salt Lake city in the moment. So keep an eye out for that. I'm super excited to be able to sit there and walk point for PB Abonte too, as well. Those guys, PB Abonte, you know, Abonte, he was a scout sniper. He was with three, five, he was out in Afghanistan the same time period. I was, you know, the month of October was a really deadly month for Americans in Afghanistan saying in 2010. And I was a part of that, you know, I was a part of that time period with those guys and what they had to go through. And it's just really close to my heart. And it's something that I want to continue giving back to the community as something as I've always been doing. So, Resources like that, check out Recon Sniper Foundation as well. They're doing some really great things, as, uh, helping the community as well. So, if you guys have any questions uh, about those organizations and what they're doing, feel free to reach out and we can go ahead and get you connected on them as well.
0: I'm going to make sure everything's linked in the show notes so people can obviously just click and go to it. George, thank you for the constant inspiration, the mentorship you continue to provide me and now the audience of the Got Your Six podcast. And thank you for being a friend. And of course, Thank you for having our six today.
1: Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. I don't know what you've been told Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees, and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.